So I first watched The Wolf of Wall Street during my freshman year of high school, and I had heard this was a great movie from a lot of other people that I knew. They, A lot of my friends, they were absolutely raving about it. They were saying that it was the best thing that they had ever seen, that they wanted to go into finance now because of it. And I remember I watched it during class, during my freshman year. One of my friends, he had sent me a link to an illegal website, and I got halfway through the movie, and... My teacher comes over and she asked me why I was watching porn because, of course, the moment she walks over, it's when the movie it's it's the scene where Margot Robbie's titties are on the screen. And as you can imagine, that was really hard to explain. But I remember finishing it and I, I told my friend that it should be rated X because there was there was no reason at all. There was no there, there was absolutely no there was no apparent reason to why we had to see Jonah Hill's dick on the screen. And I remember saying that he's he's given all us five seven guys hope, but if you if you really look into the movie, there's so much shit that you can take away. I there's this one scene in the end in particular. It's the it, yeah, it's actually the ending scene, and it shows the the FBI agent, the the guy who had refused Jordan's bribe earlier in the movie. It shows him after he had won the case. And he looks all depressed. He's all alone. And the the scenery, it just looks so gloomy on that subway train. And he is looking at this old couple that that seems near the brink of death. And I remember reading up about this. It actually symbolized the FBI agent watching his destiny ahead of him, which was the old couple awaiting death. And... On the other hand, it shows Jordan Belfort, even though he he was being sent to jail, even though he was caught for his crimes of living this lavish lifestyle full of money, drugs, sex, etc., right? It shows that there are hundreds of people dying to listen to his words of wisdom at the end in that sales seminar where he says, sell me this pen. And they're all trying to be like him rather than the FBI agent. And apparently that symbolizes how how corrupt this world is and how none of us want to be the FBI agent. None of us, even though we know Jordan Belfort is a master con artist that scammed thousands and thousands of people, we still want to be like him. So the world in itself I think it's really changed because a hundred years ago, everyone who was our age that was growing up, they were, they were taught this idea of family values, right? That it was something, and it, it was, it was really, they were not even just taught it. It was actually something in their hearts that they truly wanted. It was something that they embodied as individuals. And DiCaprio even talked about this in an interview in 2013. He said that Belfer is something that needs to be a part of American culture. Look at young people and what the American dream means to them. It's all about accumulating more and doing what is best for you in spite of how it affects anyone else. And a lot of guys I know, right, they love this movie because of the glamour, the extravagance, the woman, the drugs, right? They all love these characteristics of a lavish lifestyle. And all of that, right, it contributes to the emergence of the term known as the finance, bro. Because all these finance bros, they want that extravagance. They want that lavish lifestyle. But if you look into Belfort's rise to power, you can see how interesting it is. How it, it, 
his, the scheme, the system that he put into place to bring in a million dollars a week with Stratton and Oakmont is just, it's incredible to me. In the beginning of the movie, you see him working at L.S. Rothschild, and that is a that that's an exchange brokerage, right? And back in the 1990s, a lot of these stockbrokers they would tell people what to buy, what to sell, right? Because there were no zero commission brokers. So in the 90s, Belfort was making one to two percent commission off of these trades, and now because you have Robinhood, you have all these online technology trading platforms, there are no zero commission broker so in the beginning of the movie when he's working with ls rothschild everyone in there is a stockbroker who's trying to get clients and they're trying to get them to make as many trades as possible because it means they're making more commission from that so these exchanges right because they were so big and because they were they had they included companies on the list that were on public exchanges right they had more control over how these brokers could get clients to trade because it could damage the exchange's reputation so they could fire people at ease if they thought that the broker was attributing to their damaged reputation so when belford gets fired and he goes to investor center which is i don't know if you remember but it's the scene where he's selling penny stocks and he is he is selling i remember the specific scene where he's making the cold calls aerotine dynamic which was some destined for nowhere firm that was that that was probably i think it was 6 cents a share or something and i remember during that that scene if you really if you really take a look into it there is this guy when he walks in the guy says that there's there's not really any regulation, there's not really any oversight, so brokers can do whatever they want for the most part. And the commission for Belford Services was 50%. So if you compare that to the 1% commission he was making at Rothschild and and the commission the 50% commission he was making at Investor Center, you you start to understand how he was scamming these people. So if you know anything about investing, right, it's stupid for you to go out and invest in a company where 50% commission is going to the broker, because that means the company is going to go nowhere. But a lot of people, right, they don't, they didn't know this. And, and these over-the-counter brokerages, they were targeting individuals that had no sense of investing, that had no idea that get-rich-quick schemes were out there. And they actually bought into the idea that they would get rich quick. So- all these people in the actual cold call that Belfort makes to the guy who is who is extremely unintelligible and thinks he can get rich quick. I think he's a postman or something like that. What Belfort did with Stratton Oakmont after starting his own company and leaving the over-the-counter brokerages, he was able to target these idiots that were that were buying into destined for nowhere companies and scamming them every single day. And that was what was making him money. So when he starts moving into these bigger offices and he starts hiring more brokers, they are all doing the same thing every day, which is scamming more idiots with terrible stocks, which makes Stratton Oakmont and Belfort more money. So he was getting connections of his to buy up the majority of the stock in these small companies and then having these brokers that he hired sell to these idiots and all these brokers were incentivized because they were making high commission. So when more people were buying the stock, the, that the stock price of these terrible companies 
was shooting up and then all these idiot investors would think that they need to buy now because these cold callers can go say, hey, the stock price doubled today. You should really buy this quick because it's really shooting up. It's destined for growth. It has high upside potential, whatever, right? They can say that now to these idiots. And because there's a sense of urgency involved, these brokers are able to scam people way easier and they're booking in more trades. So as the stock price would shoot up, Belfort would go and let it hit a certain amount. Then he would cap it, right? And when he capped it, he would make his brokers stop taking trades. And all of that, it would make the stock collapse. So he would build all this up. He would he would manipulate how the stock was or it was performing in the stock market and get it up to a certain level and then have have it purposely collapse. And then from that, he would get to keep the majority of the earnings. So when he really started to scale the business and he went away with the over-the-counter brokerage companies and really just started to t target public companies that were associated with exchange brokerages like Rothschild, he would repeat this pump and dump process and it would shoot up the stock in the public exchanges. So when it would shoot up stock in the public exchanges, other, other people that had no idea what Belford was doing and the scam that was forming with Stratton Oakmont, all these new investors would come in and because they see this, they see the, the pump part, right? Where this stock is shooting up, the price is, the price is going so high because all these idiot investors are investing because of the brokers that Belford hired. All these new investors in the public exchanges, they would see the stock shoot up and they would they saw it as a great opportunity because they thought they could ride the stock up but because belfer was manipulating the stock he would have all these new investors they would attribute they would all play a part to belfer being able to cap that stock faster and then he was making more money off people who did not know it was a scam so even though belfer got caught with the the money laundering which is so all the money that he made off of scamming people he would hide the money he put it into a new operation right and his pump to dump schemes and even though he went to jail right the personal brand that he was able to build through telling the story in his book and having this um, this movie th that showed this amazing lifestyle come out right there are so many people out there especially young guys in the 17 to 25 year old demographic that revere him to a point where they're willing to pay thousands of and thousands of dollars for his mentorship for his sales resources for his live seminars etc right and you even see that when he's saying sell me this pen at the end of the movie because they all think that they're going to get rich quick and all these young guys right even after watching this movie where it's blatantly obvious that he's running a scam getting rich off idiots that are willing to invest in penny stock companies and then doing it again with his personal brand and all selling all these courses, which promise that you're going to get rich quick. If you buy his shit, $4,000 course, right? If you all these people, they're, they're still, they're still buying all of this because they, all they focus on is the lavish lifestyle. And if you, even if you go to different forums and you research what people think of his courses, there are a lot of people that say that the motivation behind why they bought the course was because of the movie, because of his book, right? And 
they they say that after they bought the course, they realize that they've been scammed, and now they all think that he's a master con artist. He is a master manipulator, et cetera, right? And that's what, that's exactly what Belford is. He's a great salesman, but he's a master manipulator. And what he what he's able to do, he's able to play into people's desires. And for most guys, right, it's money, it's power, it's woman, it's fame, it's this lavish lifestyle that all all a lot of guys are chasing, right? And it's showed throughout the movie and all of that he promises in his courses. So what he's trying to sell you is that you can do the exact same thing. And there are so many people that will fall for it because they give into this pipe dream and they think that the way the movie is, is how the system actually works and that listening to Belfort is going to help you win this game, beat this system. So if you check out Jordan Belfort's YouTube channel, there is a lot of really great information that he puts out when it comes to sales. So I remember I watched one of his cold calling videos where he was talking about how to get past gatekeepers and everything he said was spot on about how gatekeepers, they ask the same questions about how you have to shift your tonality. However, what he does is provide great free value and this is there's actually a lot of useful things that you can pick up from his YouTube channel. But then a lot of guys, right, especially especially young people, right? They see this free value and they think that if they buy his thousand something dollar course, that there's going to be such so much more and more really higher value if they buy that course. And they'll go and pay for it because they think they're gonna get more value from it. But then they realize that after going through the course, that it's just a base, a bunch of basic info that they could find on YouTube for free and that they've been scammed by a guru making money off their innocence. So that's a lot. That's that's the way a lot of these gurus operate. They will go and create some really, really interesting and really influential and really value packed content that is that is free on their YouTube channel. Right. But they go and get other people to pay for their course, for their resources, for their seminars, et cetera, by selling this idea, not only of the lifestyle that it can create, which is through all these fancy cars or through this, these fancy houses, et cetera. Right. They, they also do it through saying that if you pay for the resources, you're going to get much more info that's not included in the free value except that's not the case. And after people pay for it, that's what they start to realize. So by Belford continuing to go on podcasts and talking with the biggest names in the podcast industry, right, about all his crazy stories and how the movie, how the book does not portray everything that's involved, he is able to play into this scam that he is trying to sell to viewers. And that's that's how he operates he he built a he, he built a huge personal brand and he provided you with great free value in an effort to sell you something that you could have easily learned yourself and relating back to this sell me this pen ideology that's become really popular from the movie there is a lot of value that you can take away from it because you're learning to qualify clients you're learning how to shift your tonality you're learning to ask a couple of questions to the person you're calling so you let the prospect do the majority of the talking those are all good points those are all very very value-packed points. But what Belfort did was take this ideology 
take this ideology that became really popular, right? Which was sell me this pen. He's created a huge brand from it. And he was able to make it even more popular by talking about it in interviews with, with different podcasts like impulsive and all of these plays, all these millions of plays that people will, that he gets from people tuning into these different podcasts and tuning into his interviews, et cetera. Right. The viewer the consumer, these millions of consumers, they a lot of them will go and buy his course. They'll all buy his framework, and then he's making even more money. So this system, it goes and generates him a ton of money, and even though it's really unethical, he's still revered by a lot of people because of the lifestyle. And it plays into this ideology that I brought up in the beginning of the episode with the FBI agent that refused Belfort's bribe. No one ever talks about that guy. Even though he 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 did the right thing, he went out and arrested a guy who was scamming a lot of people that were helpless, that were innocent, right? A lot of other people, they all respect Belford. They all want to be him. They don't care about the con artist stuff because they want to do the exact same thing. People think about the money. They see that Belford made a million dollars a week. He was making He was making a lot of freaking money. And when they see that he's making a million dollars a week, they 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 there's this there's this idea they want to go and do that themselves. They see that Belford do, did it, and they ask themselves, why can't I do the same thing? And despite it being really unethical, a lot of people don't care, and they'll go and do that so that can that they can hopefully quote unquote get rich quick. So, isn't it interesting to see how the world works? Thank you. That was EP88. I'll see you Wednesday.